Welcome to the Bethel Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend time in God's Word. We hope that today's message blesses you and lifts you. Today, we, uh, as we celebrate this Memorial Weekend, we uh, have some a bit of sad news is that one of our own is leaving, and um, they have been with us for almost six years, almost as long as Leanne and I have been here, and they have been a blessing beyond what I could ever describe. It's hard to talk about because um, it's like you're losing your left foot or your left hand or your left arm, but you, I know that I've known Steve Miller since he was 15 years old. He used to uh, toilet paper my house and shoot it up with paintballs. I've loved him uh, from afar, and then I've last six years, I've loved him up close and personal. And one thing I do enjoy so much about him is every time you turn the corner, if you see his face, there's always a smile on it. And then also, if you turn the corner and there's Melanie, she has a smile on her face, but there's also a pen in her hand because there's something she needs to get done, and she's, they've served as, as kids' pastors here. They've served as associate pastors. They've served as church administrators, and they've just they've painted, they've built Anything you can do for the kingdom of God, I think it's safe to say that they have done. So he's going to bring the word today. So I I will just say this. If you'll just give him a good God bless you as he comes, Pastor Steve Miller. All right. This is is exciting and uh, a little frightful, maybe. I I can't tell you how many times I have... uh, went back and forth, and uh, I would be lying if I didn't think, dear God, what have I done? There's been those moments. There's been those moments of, uh, have you lost your ever-loving mind? Maybe. That, that's just, <laughs> jury's still out on that. But uh, so thankful here to be to have this uh, time. Uh, thank you for sharing the pulpit with me. I've always kind of an honor to be able to come up and, and preach. And uh, uh, Mom, Dad, thanks for coming today. Appreciate that. And um, today I want to talk about leaving your mark, leaving your mark, and uh, maybe even getting marked. You got those that give and those that receive. Let's pray. Father, thank you once again for putting a word on my heart, Father, just to be able to share today with Bethel. Encourage them, Father, let them know that they have something to leave, that they have something to give, that they have the ability to influence and the, the power to impact others, God, as you have so rightfully called us commissioned us, given us charge to do, God. We thank you so much, and we love you. Amen. Hey, you know, so so many times, well, Melanie and I, we, we were reminiscing just over these past six years of different things of how you guys have impacted us. I hope that we've impacted you guys uh, in, in a positive way. Uh, I'm sure there was some negativity, and I'll just po- apologize about that. I'm sure I made someone upset somewhere along the way. But we do, don't, don't we impact other people's lives whether we want to or not? You are influencing someone. You are leaving a mark whether you want to or not. It's, it's, it's not really not optional. It's really just a matter of fact. And a lot of you guys have, I'll tell you personally, have, have impacted Melanie and I. We came from a place that said you can't and you'll never be into a place that said you are and you will be. And that was because of you. I can say in, in, in my heart that a lot has changed, a lot has grown for me in the past six years, so almost six years. And that's because of you guys. It's because the influence you've had on my life, the encouragement you've had on my life. That's one thing I've always heard about Bethel is they love you. They encourage you. They believe in you. It's a place of hope, healing, and home. 
So I want to challenge you with this today is that as, as you have impacted my life, you will continue to impact the lives of those that are around you. Sometimes we could forget how impactful we really can be. Sometimes we could forget to impact. Sometimes we could forget, oh my, did I just do that? You know, we could be in the grocery store line and tear the cashier a new one. Now, I know none of you guys have ever done that. I may or may not have done that before. Probably sadly more than once. I impacted that person's life. But then I have been on the other side of it where I was in my right mind or in a better mind, I should say. And the Holy Spirit just dropped a little something on me to encourage, be an encouragement that day to the lady behind the checkout cash register. Someone's always watching, especially today when when we, we love watching videos and we love it's great. They're funny moments. I, I uh, We were talking this morning, me and Ray, that said, on the next fishing trip, we all should wear GoPros. That's those little cameras you mount on your, on your head because there's always something funny that happens on the trip and uh, multiple things. We're like, oh, we should have been filming that. That, that was great. But every, someone is always watching you. You can say Big Brother is watching you, but really it's just your neighbors or the people you don't even know. They know they probably know more about you than you realize. But someone is paying attention to you. And someone knows who you are and what you are and what you claim to be. And they are watching you to see if you actually measure up. So many times, can, can I ask you to do this? All the ladies, go to your purse. Go to your purse. Find a pen. Everyone got a pen. Now I want you to take your spouse by the hand and I want you to mark them. Every, whichever way, whether you want to draw a picture, write something, whatever you like. Have you got it written? Anyone want to share? A husband want to share what their spouse wrote or drew or just a heart? All right. Can I see yours? This is church. I can't share that. <laughs> Y'all could be dismissed, though, if you want. <laughs> Listen, you have, the, you have the power, the ability to tear down or to build up. My wife is so good about building me up. So much so that I'm like, okay, you're stretching it a little far. You know, she's got more confidence in me than, than I feel I do in myself at times. And I can tell you in every endeavor in my life, she might, have, she might not have known if we were going to win or lose, but she was okay. She told me, I'm okay with losing as long as I'm with you. If we fail, that's okay. And as a guy, as a, as a husband, that was, that was huge encouragement to me to know that no matter what happened, I mean, I love you guys, but I can't disappoint her. I can't disappoint God. I'll disappoint you and I'll be okay with that. I'm just, those two, those are my world. But she would encourage me. It really does. It matters what other people say about me. Not. It used to. It doesn't. There's really just two people that I'm trying to make happy. And, uh, I, and I've realized, too, that I'm not even equipped to make my own wife happy. It comes from God. It really does. And you have the power to, to build up or to tear down. Ephesians 4, verse 20, 29. Before I read this, turn to your neighbor and say, sometimes you just need to shut up. Everyone, all the husbands are like, I ain't telling my wife that. 
But for whatever reason, the wives had no trouble telling the husbands. What, what, what is going on here? Ephesians 4.29, God says, shut up. No, he, what he says, he says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, not your own, according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So if you can't do that, mama said, be quiet. If you don't have anything good to say, Shut up. Until you can get good at it, just close your mouth. I, I, I inherited my father's personality to a degree where we just say what needs to be said. And I've gotten better over the years. And I uh, found my dad got really good about filtering. And now that he's getting older, I find out that filter's going away. <laughs> dad, I love you, but sometimes you can't say that. <laughs> He says, I've earned the right to, I'm older. <laughs> you know, so I get it, I understand. But some of us just need to learn to, to do that. You may not be there yet. There was a time where, when I felt I definitely was not there. So I would just be quiet. My wife would still look at me and say, you can't say that. I say, I didn't say a word. She says, it's all over your face. It's the best I could do at this moment. It's like, I'm going to walk away because of what I'm about to say, and I don't want to come back and apologize to you. I hate to apologize. I just don't like to admit that I'm wrong. Try to make it right. Huh, Melanie? <laughs> but guys, you, you, you don't realize the impact that you have on other people. There, there are family members who are non-believers, co-workers who are non-believers. You may even have those who are believers who, but just are weak in their faith. And they're looking to you to set the pace, to set the example, to see if you make it. I'm reminded of a story, Daniel in the lion's den. Everyone familiar with that? Why did he get thrown in the lion's den? Because he continued to pray to God. And what was interesting about this, Daniel was very influential and in what the Bible doesn't really reference, but I can imagine it happening. I've alluded to this before. When Daniel heard the decree, he decided to continue to pray as always. Now, mind you, you could pray anywhere. Maybe you're like me. You pray when you're on the tractor. You pray when you're driving. You pray, just don't close your eyes. It's not very... So you, you could pray anywhere, but Daniel, where did he pray? Most of the time. It was visual. It was in his window, right? Where everyone could see. So he, knowing that his life was on the line, he decided to continue to pray that away anyways. But I'm really guessing, I'm really wondering, if Daniel really wasn't so much worried about his life, but the lives of other people. Because other people were watching Daniel. Other non-believers, other believers that weren't as strong in their faith were watching Daniel because they knew the decree and they knew Daniel was the guy that they wanted to be. And they were waiting to see if Daniel was going to do what was right even when it was hard, or I should say very difficult. I wonder how many people saw Daniel in the window that day and was encouraged. Get him, Daniel! I could see a movie being made of this and you know, it's, it's the rallying the troops at the end. All of a sudden, Daniel sticks his head out the window and he starts praying. 
And then one by one, another window across the street opens up and someone sticks their head out and starts praying. And then across the street, someone else, and they stick their head out. And start, before, before long, you've got 10 people, 30 people, 100 people rallying together all because one guy chose to do the right thing. He was influencing people. He was leaving a mark. He left a mark on the nation. So much so that we all know the story. He was saved in the lion's den, and the king said, Your God is the God from here on, because he chose to leave the right kind of mark. The story of the boy who had the lunch. I think you talked about this just uh, the other week, and uh, I, I, that story is really interesting to me. Jesus feeds 5,000 people. There's another time he did the same. But what, what, what's remarkable to me is that you got to tell me that out of 5,000 people, he was the only one that had a lunch? No. Somebody else had a lunch. He was the only one willing to leave a mark. He was the only one willing to not be about me. Because, listen, there's enough about me. I got, I got plenty of things that will distract me and keep me all about me. What I find most advantageous to us is when it's impossible or downright absurd is when I start to pay attention. Because that's when God starts to show up and show out. He takes a boy's lunch to feed 5,000. Can you imagine that, boy? This is all I got, but here, I'll share. I don't know what you're going to do with it. It doesn't make sense. There's a lot of things in my life, there's a lot of things in the Word of God that don't make sense. But when they don't make sense, that's when it makes the most sense to me. That's when it seems to be like the best time to invest, the best time to capitalize because you know it's now moving from my hand and my understanding to a clear understanding from a miraculous God who's about to do something really amazing. So that's when I see, when I see difficult situations, when I see impossible people, when I see brokenness that is beyond my comprehension, that's when it excites me. Because if I could understand how it's going to work out, if I could understand how it's going to come together, it's just limited a lot by, by me and my abilities. But when I'm faced with uncertainty and I'm faced with, I can't even fathom how this is going to work. It's almost like I want to say, this can't fly, right? So I want to give this to God because I'm about to watch it fly. Are you following me? The, the things that don't make any sense, that's what I want to do. That's why I want to be sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit to say, in this moment, I'm obeying you and I'm giving you my lunch. This is going to be really cool. I don't know what you're going to do with it. I had a, I had a friend just recently, she, she told us, she said, she said, Steve, you and Melanie tore down our walls. I said, that's just because we're stubborn, I guess. But, but a lot of us have, have been marked in life. We've done some marking, but a lot of us have been marked too. And some of the markings that are on us, some may be self-inflicted, some not, and a lot of them not fair. Anyone have any marks like that? Still waiting on that motorcycle, Dad, by the way. That's a me and him joke. I'm not marked up too bad about it. It's okay. <laughs> but some of us have been marked up in life, and if we're not careful, those markings, those experiences can be crippling or they could be stepping stones to something better, made us stronger, made us tougher, made us wiser. Everything I've ever gone through where I've had the awakening moments, 
has been out of moments of struggle. Has been out of moments when I didn't know what was going on. Think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We know they were standing and faced with the choice to bow down to something they knew they wanted nothing to do with. But they, they were totally okay with what the crowds of people thought about them. They didn't care. They didn't care at all. How do we get to that spot of not worrying about who's on our left and our right? Because really they don't matter in the sense of who I am. We let so many people define us. Why do you give them permission to tell you who you are? They don't know you. And rightfully so, we, we filter all this through past experience, past markings of our own life. And we filter it through those hurts and those pains and those wins and those losses. And we base that on our next markings, if you will. We base that on if we want to be marked, if we want others, if we want to allow others to be close. As this one couple said to us, we had a wall, we were guarded, we were wounded, we were injured. We just weren't sure if we trusted you. Anyone ever not trust me? Anyone ever not trust others? When you've been marked upon, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to, to let the right people in. You've let so many wrong people in that you just shut everyone out, right? And now you're just miserable. It's hard. When you let the right person in, though, and they start to mark on your life, there's a healing that takes place. Because it's, it's, it's not... It's not what comes from how the world defines us. It's, what, it's what, how God defines us. And you really got to understand what he says about you. Think about this. God wrote a letter to me right here. He wrote a letter to me. He wrote a letter to you. He wrote a letter to you. He wrote, wrote a letter to all of us specifically for us. I like encouraging letters. I like encouraging notes or texts, phone, phone, that phone calls, whatever it is. This is when I'm down, when I'm confused, when I'm lost. This is God's letter of encouragement to me. Holy Spirit guides Christians into what? Truth. He leads us. He, he gives us discernment so we know who to open the door for, who not to open the door for. Some of us... You've got some people in your life that just need to go. You've been listening to things you should not be listening to from them. They are not healthy. They are not in a healthy place. If it does not, go back to Ephesians 4.29. You need to get this just over and over. So let's, let's, let me rewrite this just a little bit. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Do not let any un unwholesome talk enter your ears. Guard that. And what's hard is usually that comes from the closest of places. That's when it's the hardest, right? When a family member, when a loved one, when a friend, when a pastor says something that is not wholesome. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Do not let any unwholesome talk enter your brain, your headspace. But only what is helpful you got to filter this. Is what Brother Ed just told me, is that helpful, beneficial? Yes, Brother Ed, you have my ear. But impactful people make you better. People who want to leave a mark in your life makes you better. So about 
20 years ago, there was this little blonde-haired lady who come up to me and said, Hey, guess what? You'll be amazing at Royal Rangers. I need you to come help. You're so talented. You're so handsome. You're so beautiful. You're just amazing. Come be a part of Royal Rangers. A little warning. If uh, Leanne starts singing your praises, there's something about to happen. But there's been, there's been people in my life who, who, who have marked me the right way. My mom and dad, they, they marked me the right way. Dad, my backside quite a bit, but it was the, when I was 18, he had the light bulb come on then and said, you know what, I think I whooped you too much as a kid. A little too late now. <laughs> Thanks for having this moment of clarity now. Got a few marks. Man, he had this one switch. He, he was a, he was a leather leather belt kind of guy, but there was his hickory switch. We lived on twelve acres. That dude disappeared. He had it hanging up. I said, "No, sir." <laughs> he went and cut another one. So <laughs> it was a never-ending battle. But some people, if you let them in your life, they will impact you greatly. Leanne Carey, you guys—I mean, for, for the most part, you guys are the reason I'm here today. Journeying through through kids ministry from a few churches here and there, and wound up back here to serve with you guys. And uh, I tell you what, Pastor, you, you you have just in these past few years, I've learned faith. We've had several conversations. You know, when when I didn't have a job and and you were looking for a job and this that and the other, we're talking about money and we're talking about this. Just how my faith grew, Pastor, is is a faithful guy and he impacted me it rubbed off on me pastor is a prayerful guy I've never been I I could talk pretty good but me and God we you know we talk differently but I've always admired the pastors I've been under have always been really good pray uh, praying pastors and pastor is a good praying pastor and he challenges me to that makes me better for that so many times though you say, well, I'm, I'm not Miss Leanne, thank God. Or I'm not, or I'm not, I'm not you, I'm not him, I'm not, I'm not, you know, we compare each other. What kind of mark can I leave on someone? I mean, really, little, little, little mark, am I, am I really capable of leaving a mark? Listen, listen, Linda, God has impacted your life, and other people need to know about it. Because if Jesus isn't the best thing, if other people's lives truly aren't better with Jesus in it, then what are we doing? And it's up to us to convey how great Jesus is in our lives to others. People don't meet God on their own. They meet us. And they're watching us, like I mentioned. Are you known in your office as the one when the boss comes in and tells you you got to work Saturday when you had a vacation planned? And you go run your mouth. Are you that guy? Are you the negative guy? I had a coworker or a church member where we were at before. He he worked at a company, and this changed the way I thought about a lot of things about my life. He didn't know he was telling me this, but what he was saying is people in his office come to him for prayer. Is that monumental? To have such an influence on the people around you, they don't they don't come to you bad mouth the boss. But they come to you when their world is falling apart. And why is that? Because there was a reputation, there was a mark that he placed 
on other people's lives. And that's where if you're not willing to bring the lunch, to share your lunch, and to maintain your reputation, everyone's watching. It's just a matter of time when the storm comes and they want to know how you're going to respond to the storm. Because it is easy to respond in fear and panic and dismay and aggravation and hatred. That's normal. That's what they would expect. But see, you've already told people that Jesus has changed your life. What kind of mark, what kind of impact are you having when, they're not, when you don't think they're watching? You want to have their kids come up and say stuff and you're like, where would you learn that? Someone's watching. It's impactful. I tell you what, Josh and Ashley have been impactful to me and Melanie. You've grown my faith watching someone who didn't believe in God, believe there ever was a God, through the power of prayer and cabinet building. There's a story to that. I watched a non-believer, someone who I thought was too far for me to reach, for Bethel to reach, for watch him come down give his life to Christ, lead his wife to Christ, have his son in JBQ. Now they lead worship for the past. What's that been, three years, four years, five years? It's going to be forever. I can't wait to see what happens. You guys are impactful. You have the ability. I would rather talk to someone who has been through it, going through it, and someone who doesn't have a clue about it at all because they read it somewhere else. No, I want to know how you struggled. I want to know how you failed. I want to know how you were able to get back up. Because when I'm down, that's what I need. I need someone that can get down with me and show me how they got back up. And if we're not careful, we look at our own lives and we just judge ourselves based on some nonsense. And we think that we're not very impactful. That we can't leave a mark. And it's very easy to go through a routine. It, it's, it's, it's a mindset that you've got, to, I don't know, we've got, my wife tells me all the time, I'm like, I forgot to do that. She said, you got a $1,000 reminder. <laughs> she said, set a reminder on your phone. Whatever you got to do to remind yourself to impact someone today, to be impact, impactful, but also to be impacted. Let someone mark on you, not just anyone. Someone's life is, is depending on your marking. Someone's life is depending on you. Someone's soul for eternity is depending on your character, your failures, to be vulnerable. Eternity is at stake. They need you. We are God's FedEx delivery system. Through our stories and our abilities is, 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 are the moments that you get to help change someone else's life. But also, through the moments of being open and vulnerable are the times that others get to help change your life. Why is it the very first thing we want to do when we get down, we get upset, frustrated, whatever the circumstance, we want to withdraw. We want to go hide away from God's FedEx drivers. This is family. Some of us look better than others. Some of us are smarter than others. We get that. But it's all family. We include everybody. It's okay. Your mistakes are my mistakes. Your wins are my wins. Together, whatever I say, my goal is to build, not destroy. Whatever you say is to build, not destroy. 
And if you've just been in a spot where you're just, you've been, maybe you've been destroyed. Or maybe your walls have been crumbled. You're not as strong. And you need that moment, someone just to encourage you. That's what we're here for. In just a second, I'm going to ask you to come down. Let us just put our arms of love around you. Let those who have been there encourage you. Because there's times that we just need encouragement. There's times that we need to know that we're going to make it. Father, I love you. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, Lord, Lord, that you are an encourager, God. There's none like you. And, Father, you're always timely. You always send the right people, the right person in our path. But, God, there's one thing we need to do. We need to be able to be marked upon. We need to become vulnerable for just that minute, Lord. Somehow get past the hurts and the, and the, and the lack of trust and the, and the questions, God, and the things that have happened. We realize that that doesn't define us, God, that you define us. But here in a moment, Lord, there's, there, there, there are those here who are just, they just need that encouragement that they're going to make it, that it's going to be okay. And you're going to use your Holy Spirit to move the other members of Bethel, to wrap their arms of love around them and encourage them and love on them. God, I thank you, Lord. You've encouraged me. You've always encouraged me, God. I may not have clarity all the time, Lord. I may not have an understanding, but I have peace, God. I pray for peace to be given today. If that's you, would you just come forward? We just want to encourage you. We just want to love on you. My next plea is what I'm going to ask is that this week, put it on your phone, and let's encourage someone today. Let's encourage someone this week. What kind of mark are we leaving on folks? Let it be the right mark. Let us be intentional about it. Can we just close out in this? God, I love you. I thank you, Father, that you put a mark upon my life, on our lives, to be different. Help us to be that person in the office that they run to when times are hard. Help us to be that person in the neighborhood, God, with the reputation of a strong tower, of a fortress, God, that they could people that are hurting can run to. In our families, God, help us to have that reputation, Lord, to have those marks on the right people. Father, I thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. You can be seated for just a moment of time. Melanie, if you don't mind joining us, we... Um we want to do a couple of things for Stephen. I mean, y'all come over here. <laughs> Just a couple of things. Um, you were doing pretty good. We had something to give you from our church, but you made a comment about Leanne. She just took it back. So, oh, I'm sorry. She just. This is just something to say thank you for all that you've done. There's not you can't put a, a value on on just your friendship, and uh, and your faithfulness and your love for God. And that's impacted. It's left a mark on us, too. And I've thought, you know, I asked Leanne if she would think of something, uh, kind of a reminisce of something that stands out. And I'll just tell you the time that stands out in my mind is, is when we had gone on vacation. And um, Pastor Steve had, had was, was taking care of church that day. And I remember looking on Facebook, and there was a picture of a man in a pink uh, bunny rabbit outfit. And we were looking, and I was watching it from um, wherever we were on vacation. And I remember thinking to myself, it wasn't even Easter. And it was a, it was a, um, 
it was an example that Pastor Steve was using in, the, um, in his sermon. And it struck me at first because you don't normally see grown men in pink uh, bunny rabbit out costumes in church. But I, let me say this, I never, I never doubted at all. I just knew that I had complete confidence. And probably one of the greatest things uh, anybody could ever do for me is if I could just entrust you to people that I care about so deeply. And I never, ever doubted that you didn't love them, if not uh, more, uh, as much or more than I did. And I thank you for loving these people. They're precious and they are. Everything you said is true. And you love their children like you, they were your own. Let me just say this. Thank you for loving God and thank you for loving us. Um, well, I have lots of memories <clears throat> of Steve and Melanie, but uh, I think what I'm going to miss the most about Melanie is praying in the altars. If Melanie's ever prayed for you, it is very powerful. And um, I told her not long ago, before I even knew this, that, you know, I mean, we're not stupid. We knew that eventually the Lord would call them to another place. And I said, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to miss that the most, you know, praying in the altars. And anyway, Melanie's fun. She's a fun chick, but she can be serious too. And she knows how to pray. And I don't know where you're going. God does, but I'm telling you, there are going to be some blessed people. And I appreciate you for teaching my kids how to pray in kids' church. They don't have to go to church camp to learn how to pray. They don't have to... Um, come to Sunday night church to learn how to pray. That is a culture that you built in kids' church. It's teaching kids how to pray, and I appreciate that. Steve, there's a particular picture up here of one of your sermons you're about to see, and even when they, Kristen sent the video, I <gasps> had heart palpitations of the pouring the water out. <laughs> even just seeing the picture, I was like, oh, it hurts my heart again, but I am so proud of you. And um, I have known you up close and personal for the last 15 years, and you guys have done a great job. This is a great man, and um, he grew to be a great man of God. He's got a mouth, but that's okay. I do too. So sometimes, Carrie said, he feels like he's got Leanne on one side and Steve on the other side. <laughs> but um, in all of that, Steve is a man of God, and even when we've... You know, he, he'll hear from God. We'll hear from God. He is a man of God. He is a man of his word. And I'm very proud of watching you grow from that mm, teenage boy to teaching Royal Rangers. Probably one of the best questions I ever asked if I look back over my life was just roping you in. Because I didn't know then what where we would be now. And you're going to leave a void in this church. You're going to leave a void in this staff. And we're, we love you and we're going to miss you. Amen. You're welcome to stand this morning. And we're going to pray and we'll believe God together. Father, we love you today in Jesus' name. We thank you for the opportunity, God, that you've given us. And you've brought our paths and crossed our paths. But more than anything, God, what you've done is you've helped us to do more than that, to love each other. And you've brought us somebody to love. And now, God, we send them out to be a blessing to somebody else, to love somebody, to make a mark as they've made a mark on us. Father, you've brought uh, their, their families, not just them, but their families to us. That we could love them and they could love us. And so, Father, more than anything, what we'll do is we want to say thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for your, for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for being so kind and gracious to us. And, God, I pray sometime when we get to heaven that we'll be real close to where they are so that we can share Jesus again and love him again. And for all this, we give you praise and thanks. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it challenges you to dig deeper into the Word of God and grows your faith. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at www.mybethel.net. Thank you.